Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Just like I'm podcasting, nothing at all. I am Chris, that is Dan. And Dan, happy Friday to you. Well, happy Friday to you as well. I don't know how much longer we're going to be saying this. There is a chance we will be doing a production change to the Stupid Sexy Podcast due to my new work schedule. But it for... feels like I'm podcasting with my but we are actually podcasting. Exactly. Uh, we will announce any changes on the social media outlets and on the latest episode as soon as we can, as soon as we know what it will be. But we are going to review. Dan, please tell us about this lovely episode. Well, originally airing October 8th, 1992, it's episode three of season four. It's entitled... Homer, the heretic. That's right. On IMDb, this is the third most popular episode of this season. Only behind the episode involving the monorail and the dental plan. So, the competition is stiff. But, yes, this is a very popular episode. And it's, well, I mean, it's easy to see why that is. It's a very good episode. It has a very strong, positive religious method message in it without being, without drumming it over your head. I, I feel like there, that's always appropriate commentary with The Simpsons is like, you know, not to get into a thing because I don't want to have those discussions on this channel. But when it comes to religious topics, there's generally an extremist view one way or the other you're either it's either to throw the religion too hard in your face or be too anti-religious simpsons has a very interesting balance though i think what do you think about how they balance these these kind of topics i think it's uh they do pretty well actually like I said, there's the classic thing about people talking about how awful they are or whatever. And they're also like, yes, but we're also the only show where they go to church. Yeah. Other shows in this era didn't show families in church. That is a thing. So. So, of course, we start off with the chalkboard gag referencing our last episode. The Best Streetcar Named March, which was I Will Not Defame New Orleans. Which we already kind of talked about that. And then the couch gag is they sit on the couch and then that classic spy movie trope where the wall turns and there's another couch. That's what happens. They spin into the wall. I kind of want to see one of those in real life. There has to be some My, kind of... course, the best one of those is in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yep. Actually, yeah. I will agree with that. <laughs> so, let us discuss what happens here. So, first things first, I think that Homer was a breech baby. <laughs> I mean, he, according to his dream, he was born feet first. Cause yes, because he was like, ah, just another day in the womb. Yes. And then all of a sudden the water drains out. And all of a sudden someone's trying to grab him and pull him out. Yeah, and he's and he's literally holding onto his headboard while Marge is trying to pull him out. And he's like, 
Yeah. Anyway, Marge, who's completely dressed and ready to leave. And Homer hasn't even it's woken just up just waking up Homer. That's actually how things operate in our house if we're going somewhere, because I'm the sleeping person, is my wife will actually get up long before me to get ready, and then she'll, like, get me up with my time frame to get ready, which is, like, a fifth of hers. Because for me, it's throw on clothes and head out the door. Take minutes, get dressed to take a shit. Yes, that's crucial. That's crucial. I ain't leave. We ain't leaving until Dan takes a shit. <laughs> so, Homer does not want to go to church because it's too cold outside. And if there's polar bears raiding his trash... Yes, it, there is. It's right outside the door. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Homer. It is too cold to... Also, Homer here. actually actually has an excuse to not go because he gets dressed, can't get his pants on, and then he does, and he splits his ass open. Yeah, one size fits my butt. And Marge is still mad at him over that, but like, if those were his good church pants, and and he's frustrated because he just ripped them, you, it's kind of one of those things where I'm kind of on Homer's side in that aspect. Also, let's just say. Quick commentary here about dealing with the fact that, A, their car definitely doesn't have a working heater in it because the window keeps fogging up. But the kids are not in jackets in any way, shape, or form. Lisa's in a dress, Bart's in shorts, and those are their church clothes to venture out into a blizzard that they later reveal is 11 below. So, I'm sorry, but March is not scoring very high points with me right now. I do, however, like that Bart is trying to question what she means by, uh, oh, your father won't be joining us. He's, uh, he's laid up in bed. You know, is that hungover? Got fired? Help me out here. And that cuts to a meme, Dan. You've seen the meme. Homer all, you know I mean? Homer's super snuggled in bed. Yes, because he's a burrito or whatever. I never want to leave this bed. Uh-oh. Gotta take a whiz. Think, Homer, think. <sighs> I should probably get out. Have you ever had that thing where you're like, you're you're actually really comfortable or really warm or both, and the bathroom urge hits and you actually debate whether or not to answer it? Because I have That's absolutely had that much before. every night. <laughs> when I wake up and it's like after seven, I have to pee. And I don't want to get out of bed and go to the bathroom. But I have to. The worst like, I don't live, like, I don't, I'm not in a master bedroom, so I have to, like, open a door, go into another room. Like, there generally shouldn't be anybody to see me, but I still got to at least put a shirt on, a long shirt on. You know, do the the classic, is the shirt long enough to cover your dick? So you don't even in case In case your grandmother just walked right by. Why don't you just put the boxers on? Because you got to put on because <laughs> you got to take the boxers off to pee. It's also easier to put on, take on and off a shirt. Eh, eh, Especially when you're in the middle of a night sleeping. That's like a takes three attempts to get your foot, your foot inside the hole of the shirt. Uh, yeah, that's true. And then when you try to take them off at the end. <laughs> Everybody's right now canceling their subscription to CKCC radio. Listening to us talk about. Because I'm telling you the truth. 
And then, well, the, the joke's on them. There is no subscription. Aha. So Homer's whizzing yeah. with the door open, and he's loving it. If you're home alone, do you actually close the bathroom door? Because I do not. I not always. Yeah, I. Uh, which is fun when you have two cats, by the way. <laughs> because they will come into the bathroom while you are in there and join you. I also like uh, <clears throat> when they announce that it's eleven below. We hope you're somewhere warm. And Homer's like, "You bet you're sweet." Looks around, ass. So, of course, the heaters, the furnace is out at the church, too. But, you know, they're uh, they're going to do a big sermon about hell. So Icicles on the pulpit. Yeah, icicles in the pulpit. While, while he's doing the hell thing, he, he hits the plant behind him, and it's a frozen solid brick. <laughs> it takes a piece off of it. So, well, while they're all frozen... In church, and they are literally frozen because they can't get out at the end of the sermon. Flanders actually panics, and Lisa prays. I'm kind of going to go out of order here, but I think this would be, uh, it's worth talking about, because then they can't get home, because the cars won't won't start up. And Willie has to use a blowtorch to get the door out. Well, I'll just read from the church bulletin. Uh, used card table, t- top badly damaged, leg missing, $1 or best offer. Sounds good to me. So here's how Homer's spending his day. First, he cranks up the heat and dances in his underwear. Then he makes his space-age moon waffles, which I wrote the recipe down here. It's a pile of caramels, waffle batter on top, and then liquid smoke, as he calls it, which is barbecue sauce. And then he takes the waffle, wraps it in a stick of butter, and puts it on a a toothpick, and then eats it. Yeah, that waffle is really weird. He also uh, drops a ton of it on his chest and has the dog lick it off. He's watching the Three Stooges perform surgery. And then when he goes for the magic the magic of the TV remote, he gets a public affair channel that's interrupted by a football game. I always love those implausible things that would never happen. But Also, there's a, there's a trivia contest on the radio. Yep name of an album and he has it so he grabs it and calls in and he says it wrong (laughs) yeah but they still give it to him and then at one point he bends over and there's a penny it's like yeah that's right homer you know what i am (laughs) is this the greatest day of my life and he imagines his wedding day and the day a beer truck spilled and he was dancing in his bathing suit and he determines that we have a new winner. And as the the family returns, frozen, unable to breathe, just miserable. I mean, you want to talk about the bullshit about that? Because like I grew up in the middle of middle of it being cold and snowy, and being one of the last families to leave many events from the church and stuff. Always made a point to make sure that if you were one of the last people, that the other person's car started and they started moving. Yes. Yes. Always made a point. We did that at we did that at the wrestling shows when it was snowing. Yep. Who, whoever was out out the door last, we made sure everybody got out. Yes. And then I remember one time we were uh, extra late at GameStop. Like we didn't like the closest place was supposed to close at ten, 
and you're usually out by 10.30, but we were out even later, and there was snow, and I was there with my friend who was still working there at the time, and I told him, no, we got to wait until her her car starts moving. I mean, yeah, that's that's the right way to do it. Like, I, as much as I would like to just take off and go to your place and hang out for the weekend, we got to make sure she's okay. <laughs> so well, that's a bad weekend. Oh yeah, and we had to. We actually, I was like, oh yeah, and pull in behind her at the bank for the deposit and shine your lights on the deposit window. <laughs> Because it was also dark. Because it's dark and there's like two feet of snow. <laughs> that is awesome. But yeah. So, so Homer. Kinda, yeah. Some bullshit. Yeah. Well, Homer announces that he will no longer be attending church. And Marge goes, Are you giving up your faith? He's like, No, 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 no. Well, yes. <laughs> now, Homer actually makes some decent points here. If God truly is everywhere, then why does he need to go to church? That's a question that has been asked before. Doesn't God have bigger problems than just what one guy does with his Sunday? Again, a perfectly valid question. And what if we, I do choose the wrong religion? You know? Then it's all for naught anyway. So, while Marge is incensed with his point of view here, from Homer's point of view, these are actually good points. Like, it's not like, right, it's not like he just got up and was like, you know what, I like laying in bed, I'm not going to go to church because I want to lay in bed. He actually, like, came up with reasons to not go. That actually says a little bit more about Homer's ability to think critically than people give him credit for, right? Whether or not you agree with his point of view, he has a point of view on it. So it's I, bedtime, and Marge starts praying for Homer, and Homer keeps on trying to make sex happen. That's the best part. She keeps pulling further away from him as she continues to pray. And then he falls asleep anyway. I could be here all night. But then we get one of the one of the classic Simpson moments. Homer meeting God for the first time. And I love how this show does God. Because you only see the bottom of his beard. You never see the face, right? So they know, they don't the have to depict what he and, looks like. And they draw him with five fingers. Five fingers and five toes, despite the Simpsons having four. Including, including them saying that it was gross. That in the future, humans might have five fingers, and it's yeah, gross. That's gross. So, of course, Homer's like, I'm a good guy. I love my kids, and I work hard. Why should I spend half my Sunday hearing about how I'm going to hell? And then... God actually agrees with him. It's like, yeah, that's kind of rough. Yeah, especially. Hey, there are times even I'd rather just sit around and watch football. Hey, does St. Louis still have a team? No, they moved to Phoenix. Yeah, that's how old this episode is, by the way. <laughs> yup, if you want to date this episode. <laughs> when he says, does St. Louis have a team? And they're referring to the Cardinals. <laughs> that is how old this episode is. <laughs> I also love that, uh, according to God, Reverend Lovejoy displeases him. Yeah. Now, here's what's actually kind of funny about this. 
If you think about it, you would think that God would be frustrated with Flanders because of how overly reliant on him Flanders is. But actually, God loves that. But God's whole thing on Lovejoy, if you actually break down the Reverend Lovejoy character, he doesn't care as much as he should. And Flanders was a big part of that. That's actually part of the whole Reverend Lovejoy thing is like Flanders made him realize that like he should Flanders annoyance reliance on him caused him to stop caring about people and stop trying to help them. You know what I mean? And I think that that's really funny. He's going to give him a canker sore. And then he bids Homer farewell because he has to appear on a tortilla chip in Mexico. And the end is Homer. Those are, those are the best, dude. Oh, the, like, the Jesus oh, on the ship. Yeah, or somebody was washing a glass building and the Virgin Mary appeared on it. I mean... Shit like that. But, I mean, you can make anything look like anything. There's a ne- there's a nebula in outer space that kind of looks like a horse head. Called the Horse Head Nebula. But there's... A very real possibility that there are no horses out there, so just so happens. I'm gonna to look say like it's almost a guarantee. <laughs> There's just one of those things, right? It's just one of those things. So Homer is out in the yard, just enjoying himself with Lisa, of course. This is when Lisa was still a religious character, so she's attempting to talk to him and he goes nah peace be i want to just bond with my animal friends and they and then jo- they him, just immediately jump on him yep and he, they join him in the shower he's like enough is enough so marge actually invites lovejoy to dinner and he's like i've got an ulterior motive for inviting you here and of course he immediately starts flipping out and he tries to defend you know he tries to he tries to quote matthew to get Homer to come back. And Homer goes, well, yeah, you remember Matthew twenty one seventeen, And he left them and went to Bethany and lodged there. Yeah. Think about it. It actually kind of is relevant <laughs> to what was happening. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and then at Moe's, he's actually making up his own religious holidays. So he doesn't have yeah, to go to work the next day. Work. He can't come to work tomorrow because... The, the, the fest, yeah, the, the feast of maximum occupancy. Yes. He's like, join my religion, Mo. And Mo's like, nah, I was born a rack rumor. I'm going to die a rack rumor. That was the snake handler. A snake handler. Rack rumor is another joke entirely. <laughs> so the Flanders family shows up and try to stalk Homer by oh, singing yes. to him. God said to Noah, it's going to be a bloody, bloody. Dude, we sang that at summer camp. And he would close the door, and then he'd be driving. And <laughs> they call him at work. Up. Yeah, they pull up next to him. They they do the whole car chase segment, which is hysterical, because Homer dodges the train, but then Flanders drives through one of the open cars while it's going by. And then the ending comes where Homer jumps the dock and lands on a ferry boat. Where are we going? Where are we going? Garbage Island. Uh. So we we now get an itchy and scratchy episode. This one is entitled "Flay Me to the Moon." Oh, they fight and bite, and they fight and fight and bite. Bite, 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 bite. The itchy and scratchy show. 
<laughs> Scratchy is sitting there reading the newspaper about a rocket launch. Itchy grabs his tongue and ties it to the rocket. <clears throat> the rocket takes off, taking Scratchy's tongue with it. Of course, he never and it does not do what you think it's going to do and pulls him up. No, he has a world-class winch inside his mouth <laughs> and he pulls the rocket back down. The rocket ties itself around the moon and as the moon comes towards the house, he panics, hides in the closet, and then it just crushes the house. And then mission control is all mice and they're all celebrating. But I always... That's actually a really funny joke that the moon's coming towards the house and he panics and hides in the closet and that's just the tiny little house just goes plick. Like... As the moon lands on it. That is actually very funny. So Homer decides he's once again going to stay home. And Marge tries to plead with him one more time. And he's like, you know, let me tell you a story about a guy. He's got long hair. And uh, people followed him. And uh, I forget. Uh, he had a blue car, right? And Marge is just ha not having this. So he's got no story to... To tell and the the sermon is actually entitled when homer met satan and the whole thing is lovejoy saying that satan takes on a different form these days the devil walks among us and of course bart goes after a guy that's got a pointy goatee wearing a red suit and he's like nope our satan is much more attractive there's a great that's that's a great later on line we'll get to that probably years from now when Flanders ends up in Canada, meets his Canadian relative and the guy offers him a joint and he goes, you want to do Barino? They're legal here. And Flanders just goes, they told me Satan would be attractive. Yeah. <laughs> so while Homer's enjoying his day at home, Krusty yeah, but Homer, Homer starts getting a little cocky and he's like, all oh, those suckers over at church. Oh yeah. Suckers. Krusty shows up trying to collect for a brotherhood of Jewish clowns where 75 of them were killed in a tornado that hit Lubbock, Texas. And he's like, there were floppy shoes everywhere. He's like, is this a religious Wait, thing? A religious a clown religion. thing, yeah. So, Goodbye. yeah, so he shuts the door on him. He goes to the Quickie Mart to pick up his beer and everything else that he wants. And he's like, Apu, you're not in church. Oh, but I am, sir. Over in the employee lounge is Ganesh. Homer's like, huh, <laughs> you want a peanut? Please do not offer my god a peanut. And boy, Apu, when they were handing out religions, you must have been at the back of the line. Mr. Simpson, I must ask you to pay for your purchases and get out and come again. I always <laughs> love how they throw those lines in there. So Homer's reading a play, dude. Turns off the page about an interview at Lorne Michaels. And then while he's smoking a cigar, goes, everyone is stupid except me. And then drops the cigar on the play, dude, as he falls asleep and lights the house on fire. So now Homer so now is... it's time to find out who is in the Springfield Volunteer Fire Department. Uh, yeah, do you have the list? So, chief of the Volunteer Fire Department is a poop. Yes. Along with him are Krusty the Clown, Chief Wiggum, Barney, and is it Luann Van Houten? Yep. Luann Van Houten. <laughs> and Otto. 
and auto. That is the Springfield Volunteer Fire Department. <laughs> Please don't ever have a fire in Springfield. Well, there was... Uh... If you live in the middle of nowhere, your volunteer fire department's it's essentially a bar, a drinking club. Yeah. Um, and so you don't want to have a fire in those towns because chances are they're drunk. Well, my friend Mike, my high school buddy Mike Taylor, who is actually now the chief of the fire department in Vernon, where we grew up, uh, he was on the volunteer fire department all the way back when we were in high school because you could be on the fire department. I remember department there was a handful squad. of kids that had the beepers. Yep. And every now and again, they would get called out of class. The one kid who was on the, the EMT squad, I remember we were in we were in chemistry class and the beeper went off and it was somebody hurt out at the gym field. So he like rushed down there. So all the kids with the beepers ran out of the school to go go down to the sports field. So at least they didn't have to go far. But he yeah. had the blue light on his car, and I actually remember this distinctly. Um, we were actually out bowling, because that was one of the, the things that we did. This was actually post-high school, I believe. Um, we were bowling. It was me, Mike, uh, our old friend Adam, who has sadly since passed away. I think it was might have just been the three of us. And he got the call, and they called all four fire departments in the township. Like, the one in the lake community... All of them got called to this one fire. So he, like, took off immediately. That fire happened in the uh, the vacation condominiums that were at the ski resort. And it was in the units next door to where my sister was living at the time. So it was one of those deals where they actually, like, had to knock on their door and be like, we need you guys to evacuate because this fire could spread to your section of units. They They literally had to, like, rip the cats out. One of the cats hid in the sofa, so my brother-in-law had to tip the sofa to get the cat out and, like, literally reach in and grab him. And they literally just threw the cats in the car and then got in the car. And we're just like, we're just going to see what happens. Fortunately, the fire never reached them, but unfortunately, all eight of those units connected did burn down. And this is a lesson to clean out your dryers, people, because it was a dryer lint fire. It's always been my biggest fear about living in a townhouse community and in an apartment is that a fire is going to happen in another unit. And even though we have the firewalls in our place, we have the attics and that's how the fire will spread. So sometimes we get a little real on the show. Sorry. Uh, back to the comedy. The dog saves the Hershey bar in Homer's pocket, yeah. <laughs> which is very funny. Uh, Homer tries to sing a song about fire and forgets the lyrics. So... He screws himself. Just remember one thing, something, something, then you'll see you'll avoid catastrophe. Don't! My other favorite thing about the fire department is that when Apu leaves the little kid in charge with the shotgun, and he pulls the gun on the bullies. Because it's, yeah, it's like it's turning in the guys, yeah. Promise you won't steal. We promise. So he leaves the little kid in charge, and he pulls a gun on them. Pulls a shotgun on them. I've been looking forward to this my entire life. So I'm going to address this because this has always been something that I've seen come up on the internet all the time. How was Flanders at the house despite the yep. fact that church was in session, right? I've seen that all over the place. I have an answer. Church had let out. You know how we know this? Because right after Flanders saves Homer the, and the fire department arrive, Marge is right behind them. 
See, so, now here's the thing. I see Flanders as a last lever, though. Uh, I I see that too. But also, let's let's also factor in. This wasn't a shitty weather day, so maybe they went shopping or something or got lunch. There is an entire. It's one of those things. It would be filed under the whole incorrectly regarded as goofs thing. It's entirely probable that Flanders got home. There's also a theory, and I, I kind of like this one, that Flanders just has a sixth sense about this type of thing since there was a problem with Homer and went to go check on him and was right in his instincts. That is also possible. Probably less likely. But at the same time, I appreciate how much and how hard people look into these into these things with the whole Flanders thing. Perhaps when yeah, we get to there's the... There's a comedy to that because... The fire goes in front of the door so they can't get to the door, so he goes upstairs. Oh, yeah. And he throws up the mattress. Lord. So he has something to land on, and he bounces off of it, goes back into the living room. Oh, that's so friggin' funny. <laughs> that is a great so joke. He, so he jumps out and bounces off and goes back into the living room. Oh, he, he does a nice little backward somersault, too. And then, and then, of course, was it Krusty comes out and like, got your cat. <laughs> the cat's got him all over the face. And the fire even spreads to Flanders' roof. And he's like, he's like, he's a regular church Charlie. Why doesn't God save his house? And he does, right on cue. Just one little bit of rain. Right <laughs> and a rainbow. <laughs> the best is uh, Kent Brockman's doing a news report on how fire is deadly. And as soon as they reveal that it's out, he's like, ah, coming up next. Which clothespin is best for you? <laughs> The ones with the spring or the other kind? <laughs> and then one of my favorite parts of this episode is the uh, the message at the end. No, God didn't light your house on fire, but he was working in the hearts of all your neighbors who banded together to save your life. Whether they were Christian with Flanders, Jew with Krusty, or with a poo, miscellaneous. <laughs> There's like 60 million of us. <laughs> oh, good for you. Oh, no, he goes, oh, that's super. <laughs> uh, there, he said there were 700 million Hindus, which also shows a, a product of the time, because now India has a population of over a billion, and Hindu is the prevalent religion. So that number might actually be higher now. It might be in the 1B territory. It's not like Hindus are exclusive to India. So, Homer does have that final final say, though. He says he's going to give Church another chance. He'll be their front row center. And then, he's, of course, he's sleeping through it, loudly snoring. And he has his final dream with God, with Benjamin Franklin playing air hockey with Jimi Hendrix. God, what's the meaning of life? Homer, I can't tell you. You find out when you die. But I want to know now. You can't you wait, can't six, wait months. six months. <laughs> Which, of course, leads to the clip show theory that later this season that that's Homer actually dying and in a coma and everything after that episode is non-canon. Which is ridiculous, but... Which means we have, like, 30 years of non-canon episodes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, very good episode. What do you think? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, it, it's it's good. So... Let's go with some trivia, because this episode has some very interesting trivia in it. This was the first episode where the animation was produced by Film Roman. 
Up right. until this point, Film Roman had mostly worked on Garfield and Friends and Bobby's World and were not used... Remember Garfield and Friends and Bobby's World? I remember. So they were not used to the speed which the series was produced, but they quickly adjusted. They went on to do the animation for the rest of the series and eventually the Simpsons movie. Well, they went until 2016, I think. Somebody else, somebody else is doing it now, I guess? Uh, yeah, I believe so. <clears throat> uh, of course, the next trivia is the whole... Is the whole six months after the debut of this episode is... So it's come to this, a Simpsons clip show where Bart's prank nearly kills Homer. So the produ- even though the Homer survives, there's he probably should have died there. You know, this is only one of the few episodes where there's snow and it isn't specifically a Christmas or Thanksgiving episode. Yep. It's like this and Mr. Plow and maybe a couple others. Snow has to basically be a plot for there to yeah. be snow. Again, Valentine's Day with Lisa and Ralph Wiggum is a balmy day where they're walking home from school with no jackets on. On February 14th. Not where I, not where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Parks and Rec got that right, though. When they do Valentine's Day episodes, it's snowing. Like, I can understand... Yeah, Valentine's Day episode. Like, I can understand Big Bang Theory because that's California, so the weather's pretty... Pretty much change. the same all year. <laughs> doesn't change, yeah. But yeah, good God. So the abrupt cutting off of God's voice before he reveals the meaning of life was intended to be cut off by a voiceover promotion for whatever Fox program aired afterwards. However, Fox did not pick up on this, so they just got cut off by the show's credits. That would have been hysterical if they had done like a fake promo or something there. And now, and next is... Coming up next. Married with children. (laughs) Yeah, what else was airing on Fox at that time? So did you notice that Homer succumbs to all seven deadly sins? Oh, yeah. With sloth, sloth, of course, doesn't want to get out of bed. Gluttony, making the waffle. Greed, finding the penny. Wrath, which is him... Slamming his hands on the wheel of his car in anger because he failed to lose Ned in the car chase. Envy about Marge always taking someone else's side. Flanders, the water department, God. Uh, Lust, which is the Play Dude magazine, and of course, going after Marge. And then Pride with the creation of his own religion. So yeah, they got the seven deadly sins in there. Not bad. <clears throat> so one of the main problems George Mayer had when writing the episode is that whenever Homer saw God, he had to fall asleep so that it appeared to be a dream. Mayer did not want the sh- to show that God was literally appearing to Homer. So this resulted in him falling asleep so many times during the first draft that the episode was almost as if Homer had narcolepsy. So they had to basically work it in so it was a natural thing. But I like the way they did that, right? So they still yeah, leave it. Talks to him twice. That's all, you, that's all you need. Yeah, and in his dream too. It's not like God actually appears to him. They're not doing the Family Guy thing where God is literally walking around on Earth, it, hitting on girls in the bar. They still do a questionable thing here, so they don't offend anybody. Well, Family Guy doesn't care, but Simpsons. Simpsons is smarter than Family Guy, and I will die on that hill. Some fans have held parties on June fifth. 
calling it the Feast of Maximum Occupancy as a reference to Homer's excuse to get out of work. Because it says Maximum Occupancy 6-5, so they made it a date on 6-5. Now, of course, if overseas, you would have to celebrate that on May the 6th. But you know how America does it, the month first. We already talked about the chalkboard gag, so we won't discuss that again. Uh, Mike Reese and Al Jean thought that as a lapsed Catholic, George Mayer would bring the proper degree of rage to the episode. But Mayer had a ton of fun making the episode, seeing more people could relate to the bliss of staying home from church. Which is a thing that people can relate to. They also said we had a lot of luck with Homer stealing Cable, which was based on the Eighth Commandment, so maybe we could look to other commandments. So we thought honor the Sabbath, which would be a good one. Homer doesn't go to church storyline. And there you go. And, Dan, good good eye here, along with Mr. Plow, this is one of the few television episodes that prominently features snow outside of Christmas or Thanksgiving-centric episodes. <laughs> Of course, they actually had a retort for Jimi Hendrix coming back at Ben Franklin, but the guy didn't sound enough like Ben Franklin, so they cut the voice. But why'd they keep in Franklin? Because nobody knows what he sounded like. (laughs) And there is one other character on The Simpsons that will be depicted with five fingers and five toes, other than God. Do you know who that character is? Right off the top of my head. Jesus. Oh, yeah, That's the only other one that gets it. And did you notice that when Flanders pushes Homer out the window, that that was actually in Maggie's room? Because the crib is behind him on fire. It's whatever is right above the living room, right? So. Yep, that should be Maggie's room. Because Bart and Lisa's rooms face the back of the house and Maggie's across the hall. So naturally, her bedroom would be facing the front. Because they got the four-bedroom house, so... All three kids have a bedroom. And they got the master, which has windows on either side. I've seen the layout of the house. It's actually cleverly laid out. We just had an episode where we saw the living room from the family room, or vice versa. Yep. Where Homer is yelling at Marge. Yeah, they um, get... It's weird how they... <laughs> the, the, the layout doesn't always match up, but... Yeah, these things happen. So, yes. Classic, classic episode. Like we said, third highest rated on IMDb for season four. Uh, Next time we come to you guys here, we are going to discuss the episode Lisa the Beauty Queen. It's a Lisa-heavy episode, so it's not high up on the laughs, but it's still a very important episode anyway. That will be coming to you this Monday. Now, if we do move schedules... Uh, more than likely, the uh, the schedule, I believe the schedule lapse I saw was actually going to be to actually move things up a day. We're going to look towards possibly doing Sundays and Thursdays, which would have been original Simpson air dates anyway. So it might actually be more appropriate. If that happens, we will let you know. Perhaps an episode will pop up next Thursday as a surprise. Uh, or maybe we'll be able to keep the schedule going. I won't know until I start the new work schedule. And unfortunately, this is a Friday, 
and I don't start till Monday, so I won't know till Monday. And I will. We do record the Monday episode early, so it will drop on time. You also, with this new job, also has a flex schedule based upon the amount of work you need to do. And, Correct. And, Day-by-day so, basis. So. so I will be home earlier in the day, more than likely, than previous jobs. But again, we shall see. You won't know till you start. Because it's one of those jobs where you just, you go till you're done. And sometimes that's only a six-hour day. Right. So you just finish in the warehouse. And you leave on time. Other times, you're still delivering. Depends on how far we're going. If I've got to go all the way out to Pittsburgh, down to D.C. area, then it might be a longer day. But we shall see. All right, well, that wraps up this episode. We went way longer than we usually do, but that's what the fun about getting off topic and everything. We hope you guys enjoy that. I don't usually get a lot of complaints about that anyway. I think people do generally enjoy our banter, so I'm glad you guys got a kick out of this. And, you know, if you go to church, great. If you don't, great. Simpsons don't judge you. Simpsons does its thing. So, Lisa the Beauty Queen this Monday. We'll see you then for another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all.